here's a message from Ken Lavica. The 76ers overhyped. Doc Rivers overhyped. Ben Simmons, the process, all individually overhyped. Name me anything more overhyped than Philly basketball because I cannot think of it. Coquel, hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. No, no, no. Stick around. Hang out with us. Cool. Yeah, we'll stay and hang around with you. It's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Ben Simmons, Hello. Hello? Hello? Has anyone seen Ben? Ben? Oh, he must be in Cancun already. Oh, the 76ers. The gift that just keeps on giving. The process just keeps processing. Ken LeVick alive featuring Coquel off of a glorious weekend because we went into the weekend saying, oh man, the Sixers are going to survive. But nope, 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 nope. The team that gives me the most joy when they fail... The ultimate failure last night, a Game 7 home loss to the Hawks. We are here in the Anna John Levine Action and Attorney Studios, right off the intracoastal downtown West Palm Beach, Phillips Point Towers. Coquel, I trust you had a good weekend, you had a good Father's Day, uh, everything at least uh, still together in your household? We're doing okay, we're doing okay. The wife, you hooked it up with a 75-inch TV. Oh, no way. All right, yes, sir. We'll, we'll discuss that later then. Yes, that sir. is, but that also puts pressure on you because that far outdoes, I think, what you did for her for Mother's Day. So there's an interesting dichotomy with this entire thing. So I think that's worth yeah, discussing later. Her birthday's not till October. It'll all be forgotten by then. We're good. <laughs> oh, I love the way Coquel thinks. All right, I, I I need to make this declaration. The 76ers are the most overhyped thing, the most overhyped entity in all of sports. The process, all we heard, this approach the organization took to, hey, we know better than you. We'll just be patient, and it'll eventually yield a championship. The process has done nothing but get the 76ers into the second round of the playoffs and no further. The 76ers, every year, we hear Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, that core. Here comes Doc Rivers. He's a winner. He'll be able to lead them past and over the hump. Nope, 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 nope. Same exact thing. The process is a sham. It got you some decent players who can get you to the second round of the playoffs, and that is it. One of those players is Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is coming off of a historically bad playoffs. We're talking about a guy who, when you discuss Ben Simmons, it's unlimited ceiling. Look at the length. Superior defender. Absolute star. Elite level athlete. And then, after he no-showed again in this series against the Hawks, this is Doc Rivers last night when asked about whether or not Ben Simmons can be a championship point guard. And listen to this from the head coach of the process. Doc, you think Ben Simmons can, can still be a point guard for, for a championship team like the one you guys want to become? Yeah, David, I don't know that question or the answer to that right yeah. now. Um, you know, so I don't know the answer to that. You know what Doc is saying right there? No. no. That's a... 
Uh, no. Ben Simmons so vastly, incredibly overhyped. But then there's Doc. Doc Rivers won a championship in Boston. What saved his job was that he got Kevin Garnett and Ray Allen with Paul Pierce in the same offseason, and he led that group to a championship, and he has rode that for the rest of his career. He is the single worst, and we'll get to the exact numbers in just a second, but he is the single worst closeout game coach in the history of the sport of basketball. And you might be saying, oh, Ken, don't exaggerate. No, 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 no. He is, by the numbers, statistically, the worst closeout coach in the history of basketball. But he's Doc Rivers. Like, come on. I know. We love him. We love him. And... <laughs> he talks like this. I mean, come on, Ken. <laughs> That's actually... Do that again. I don't know if I can. First time I ever did it. <laughs> oh, I can't believe that you just spitballed a Doc Rivers impression and you nailed it on the first try. New week, new coquel. Going home. Right. <laughs> I'm out. Uh, see Goodbye, you later. Folks. That was really great. But I, I'm trying to decide if the 76ers as an organization are the most overhyped thing in sports, or individually, Ben Simmons is the most overhyped thing in sports, or Doc Rivers is the most overhyped thing in sports, or the process is the most overhyped thing in sports. Them as a collective, they're like super can never be touched intergalactic overhyped. I, I love what happened last night. I'm shocked by what happened last night. The Hawks going into Philly and winning a game seven because at some point you would think that this franchise with those players could come through. But to the answer to that is a robust no. They remain the same. And for a little cherry on top, Ben Simmons, the great Ben Simmons, the highly coveted Ben Simmons, is one of the biggest playoff flops that we've ever seen. What is the most overhyped thing in all of sports? Is it the 76ers? Is it Doc Rivers? Is it Ben Simmons? Is it the process? Or is it something else? What is the most overhyped thing in sports? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. You can tweet at us at ESPN West Palm. Because all of those things that I mentioned, the Sixers are all of the individual pieces that make up the overhyped 76ers. I'm not sure how you top that. I'm not sure what exists that's more overhyped than everything about the 76ers. Let's focus in on Ben Simmons for a moment, Coquel. Oh, leave Ben alone, because man. Because this is Ben Simmons slander, Dan. He has no, nobody to blame ben. but himself. Nobody to blame but himself. Ben Simmons shot 34.2% from the free throw line in this postseason. Let me cut you there, though. All right, he may have struggled from the foul line. No one was more clutch in the fourth quarter than Ben Simmons. I said it. I said it. No one was more clutch in the fourth quarter than Ben Simmons. Except almost everybody was more clutch in the fourth quarter than Ben Simmons. He shot 100% for the series. 100%. Did not miss a shot in the fourth quarter. Ben Simmons... MVP. Coquel is taking you into the world of number manipulation because, yes, he's right. He was 100% from the field in the fourth quarter. But let me reference you to Tom Haverstrow of Meadowlark Media with the following numbers. Ben Simmons in the fourth quarter, all seven games against the Hawks. Game one, two of two from the field. Game two, didn't take an attempt from the field. Wasn't no one was open. Game three. One of one from the field. I mean, come on. Game four, no fourth quarter field goal attempts. 
Game five, no uh, fourth quarter field goal attempts. Game six, no field goal attempts in the fourth quarter. And game seven, didn't take a single shot last night either. He was making the smart basketball play. Move the ball around. Ben Simmons in a seven-game series. Loves the extra pass. <laughs> uh, he... And let's not forget that he had to be taken off the floor in Game Six because he was such a liability for they the took 76ers. Him off they took him off the floor and played better too. and won. And they had to take him off the floor yesterday. Ben Simmons in the fourth quarter of a seven-game series again, lottery pick, All-Star Ben Simmons, three for three from the field in the fourth quarter, all seven games combined. Didn't want to shoot. Didn't want the ball. Was a complete liability. That is overhyped. That is insane. Is Ben Simmons the most overhyped thing in sports? What is the most overhyped thing in sports? Because Ben Simmons is up there. But then we mentioned Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers is the worst closeout coach in basketball history. Okay? 29 losses with a chance to win a playoff series in his career. 29 do you know how hard that is? Like, Doc Rivers could have called out sick in five of those and won three or four of those closeout games. He is defying the law of averages. Mike Prada tweeted that Doc Rivers, in his coaching career, has blown three three-games-to-one leads, one three-game-to-two advantage, that was this series, one two-games-to-none lead, and he's lost four home game sevens. Four! home game sevens in his career. That is impossible to do, and Doc has somehow done it. Doc Rivers living off of the Celtics championship has done nothing else, nothing else except be the voice of reason with the Donald Sterling situation with the the Clippers. But I feel like that, because it it was so intelligent and it was so on the right side of history, that then has carried him into this thought where, He's a good guy, so he's a good coach. It's the same thing we saw with the Clippers, though. Can't win home game sevens, can't win closeout games, on the precipice, and then his teams just melt. They just melt. Same thing with the 76ers. They actually are a perfect match. If you think about it, the 76ers are the Doc Rivers of an organization. And Doc Rivers, if the 76ers were a coach, he'd be that coach. Like, they're perfect for one another. It's also overhyped. It's also overhyped. Josh, Josh Smith is on line one. You want to take the call? Or Josh no? Smith went to social media and just crushed Doc Rivers, including uh, 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 making uh, taking a shot at how his marriage almost failed. Uh, that was really personal. I'm going to play Doc the Rivers. audio for everybody right now. Ready? Uh-huh. Beep, 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 <laughs> yeah. beep, 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 beep. Yeah, that that about sums it up. I, I tried to clean it up for the show, and it just it didn't work out. It was nothing but just blurred out words. But he went in. On Doc. I just don't know what what is more overhyped than the Sixers or the individual pieces of the 76ers. Tell me, tell, it, what am I missing? What is more overhyped in sports than the 76ers? What is the most overhyped thing in sports? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And of course, you can always tweet at us at ESPN West Palm. And so uh, we've gotten a bunch of tweets on this. Jordan Benzamana says the Miami Hurricanes are the most overhyped thing in sports. I I don't know if I want to disagree with that, but I don't know if I can disagree with that. You can make a case for them because it's always back to the five national championships, the swagger. But what have the Canes 
done. They've never even won the ACC. Uh, they've made one ACC championship game. Like, they had a big home win over Notre Dame. Like, that, that's, that's what they've done over the last 25 years. It's hard, though, because they do put out so many NFL guys that it's hard. It's like, kind of like what do you measure that sure. success on, though? Sure. No, absolutely. And so that, that's their saving grace, though, because yeah. if not for that, Miami Hurricanes football would be irrelevant. I mean, just wholly irrelevant because they're recruiting. There's no excuse for them to be as average on the field as they've been. I'm just wondering, too, like, is it better to – this is along the lines of Miami. This is along the lines of the 76ers. Is it better to be an average team or just a flat-out crap team? Like, I almost feel like in the pros, it's better to be just a flat-out crap team because there's more of a hope of building up the talent to get to a point where you can win eventually. That, Though that's what the Sixers tried. I was going to say, that's true. You can just trust the process. But they've turned into average. Like, to me... They're above. They're not, they were the, weren't they the number one seed? They were the number they're one seed. But average. If, but if you're going out, if you're bowing out every year in the second round, no matter what your seed is, I no know. matter what you did in the regular season, that qualifies as average. Uh, you're number one seed. You got knocked out in a game seven close game I mean average may be pushing it a little bit Evan Konecki says the Cowboys are the most overhyped thing in sports now that is an exceptional one that one is at least at the level of Ben Simmons that and organization the completely because it still bothers me and Romo hasn't played in how long he's on TV peeing his pants and stuff like we haven't seen Romo <laughs> in, a, in a Cowboys uniform but he gets slander that's not deserved as well like everyone's like oh he was overhyped but no he was an undrafted FCS kid who yeah, he overperformed. Yeah, he overexceeded expectations. <laughs> but because for sure. he was on the Cowboys and they're overhyped, people wanted more out of him. So I agree with that. But this is the thing with the 76ers. And I mean, Joel Embiid, at some point, when does he start to catch some of this slack? Like well, he's passing it off. He pulled the Ben Simmons and took that slack and passed it right off to Ben Simmons last night. So late in that game last night, Ben Simmons has a wide open look at the rim. Should have been a dunk. And instead, he just passes the ball. And Joel Embiid, in the postgame last night, indirectly, it, as indirect a direct call-out as you're going to find, went to his teammate and, and, and basically told the media, I, I thought that a lot of things changed when we had a wide-open shot and got one free throw out of it. I mean, that's the Ben Simmons play. Yeah, you can't do that, though. That's, ter- that's, that's a, not a bad good, look Especially coming off of a Game 7. But what's a worse look? Is it that, or is it Doc Rivers completely, let's hear that one more time, completely unable to answer the question about whether or not Ben Simmons can be a championship point guard. This is the most definitive non-answer you're going to find. This is not a good omen for Ben Simmons and Doc Rivers and that relationship moving forward. Yeah, David, I don't know that question or the answer to that right now. Um, You know, so I don't know the answer to that. (laughs) That's a no. That that is unequivocally a no. Most overhyped thing that's, in sports. That's a get your realtor and uh, start yeah. looking around. Yeah, we're start shopping looking you. To shop the exactly. House. Uh, what's the most overhyped thing in sports? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Brian is in Jupiter. Brian is on Ken Levick Alive. What's going on, Brian? Uh, not much. Uh, to me, the most overhyped thing in sports is uh, the New York Jets. I mean, when, have they, when recently have they done anything? Well, they're just flat out yeah, bad. Just, but who thinks they're good? Yeah, but they're, they're in that. Well, Coquel. I, uh, I don't think they're good. <laughs> I just love them. 
<laughs> I do respect Brian calling just to take the shot at Coquel. Like, that is, Brian, nothing but respect for you to start the week with that. I appreciate that. I think what you're, I, I think what you're confusing, though, is overhyped because there's expectation around the team and maybe overhyped because of the city that the team is located in, which is where I think the Knicks fall as well. Yeah, but, yeah, that's all. That was my thing, you know, for, you know, a big market like that. They're, uh, you know, they hired gays, you know, that they haven't hired anybody, re- or, you know, hired a decent coach recently. No, no. And uh, they haven't Whoa. drafted anybody recently. Oh, Jamie and Sherwood out of Jensen Beach. We're back, baby. I love how you take Jamie Zach and Sherwood Wilson. over Zach Wilson. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for the call, Michael Brian. Michael Carter. And Michael Carter, too. How many Michael Carters do the Dolphins have? The Jets have two of them, Brian. Let me refine Brian's point about the Jets being overhyped because I truly believe that even in the Rex Ryan, Mike T era, love you, Mike, um, that they were overhyped. But then they would find a way to grind their way into the AFC Championship game two straight years. So they suffered some bad losses in those two years where they were making deep playoff runs. They didn't have really an offense to speak of. They were riding that defense the entire time, but then they were built for the postseason. It would be one thing if the 76ers were like fourth or fifth in the East every year, but found a way to at least get to the Eastern Conference Finals every single season. You can't be overhyped in that spot, and that's what saved the Jets if you want to. If I want to sort of refine the Brian and Jupiter point there. You know what's overhyped? Heat culture. <clears throat> Take that, Brian. I don't even know if you're a Heat fan, but here's what. You're from Jupiter. So here's what I'm about to do. Heat culture, overhyped. I'm about to do this. Pat Riley. It's, it's going to make me crazy. What has he ever done? I tend to agree with you Whoa! that the concept of heat culture gets a little bit much, that it's a little overrated. Like, every team wants to win. There are some teams that have the ability to build up players and maximize them. There are also some the teams that have a, standalone. have a beautiful environment to live in with no state tax. So when people say they're all running to this heat culture, you're also running to well, an extra $30 million on your contract and living in South Florida. You know what's caused me to feel a little bit off about heat culture is Victor Oladipo's no, 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 leg exploded? Because, because part of the Heat culture thing is that Heat stars stick around. And after their careers, they stay with the organization. The D-Wade to Utah thing Jazz has really, really shaken me over Heat culture. Because how did that happen? How did Mickey Arison allow that to happen? How did Pat Riley allow that to happen? Like, I thought it was all good. Once, once Pat Riley and Dwayne Wade let bygones be bygones, brought him back to end his career with the Heat, I thought that was it. D. Wade's here forever. But now he's sitting court, well, not right now, but sitting courtside coaching Donovan Mitchell in Salt Lake City. I agree with you. Heat culture can be a little much sometimes. I think UD, the worship of UD, he's a heat lifer. That can be overhyped a little much. Him pointing his finger. I mean, there's a picture of it hung up behind me. What kind of knucklehead hangs up a picture of UD for playing a minute and getting tossed out of a game? (laughs) Enough already. But Ben Simmons or the 76ers or Doc Rivers, all three of those are them combined. To me, that's the most overhyped thing in sports going. What do you think? Do you have anything more? We've heard Miami Hurricanes. We've heard the Jets, which, again, I, I think that's a little bit of a stretch. I, I think understand. that's more I think like he's it's just in trying your to face. say, why are we even talking about the Jets ever? Not us, but like yeah. in general and sports. I think that's a valid point. Every year when they open up football camp, the Jets <laughs> are a big story. Yeah. And I don't even get it as a Jets fan. I love the extra attention. 
and the news that's out there for me, but I, I don't understand. And we've heard America's team, the Dallas Cowboys, who have won a playoff game in the last 20 years. Oh, I got one more. To his rag arm. Overhyped. I don't, you can't overhype anyone in the second year. They're going into their second year. You kind of overhype him. Because I think he's good, and I think he can be a franchise quarterback. You know what? But, but, There's a guy in the Chargers who would disagree with you that he's not that good. Well, Justin Herbert? Yeah. I mean, Justin Herbert seems like a nice man. I don't know why he would go after Tua Tungavailoa like you do. You're petty. You're petty and you're bitter. Justin Herbert is none of those things. By the way, that reminds me, Pro Football Focus tweeted over the weekend, who will step up in their make-or-break season? Jalen Ragor, Daniel Jones, Daniel Akuda, or Tua? Why is Tua going into his second year in the conversation with Jalen Ragor, Daniel Jones, who's going into year four, Daniel Akuda? Jo- Daniel Jones is somehow getting a free pass in New York. And I've never seen... For a New York quarterback, I've never seen someone get a free pass like Danny Dimes. Do you think he's overhyped? Oh is my, Daniel Jones terrible. overhyped? He's not good. Not I overhyped. Mean, he's not good. But did he maybe just get a little bit of hype because he started quick, but he's been the same no, average to below average guy since it's then? It's because he looks like Eli and had the same coach <laughs> as the Mannings. Like, that's all it is. In college, he had the same coach as the Mannings quarterback coach. And Cutcliffe, is that his name? David Dude, Cutcliffe. Yeah. That's and because of that, everyone thought he was going to be the next Manning. So there you go. Guy. Coquel throws in Daniel Jones is the most overhyped thing in sports. What is the most overhyped thing in sports? America's team, the Dallas Cowboys, they've made the cut in our social media. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. What is the most overhyped thing in sports? And hey, Ben Simmons, you didn't want to shoot in the fourth quarter. Oh. Just get it up there. Just get it up. Speaking of getting it up, true freedom therapy. Palm Beach Gardens, my guys in Palm Beach Gardens, go ahead and schedule your free consultation because you don't have to, just because you're aging, lose your ability in the bedroom. A lot of times, erectile dysfunction or some of the problems that you have, it's because blood flow has been reduced to that area. That's where True Freedom Therapy comes in with their soft wave therapy. Ken, what is that? What is soft wave therapy? It is mini sound waves that are applied to that area 15, one five, 15 minute sessions. That's it. And you, after just a couple of those sessions, are going to feel a magnificent difference. And you're going to feel it in the bedroom as well. Save time and money because you're not getting pills. You're not getting shots. This isn't five, six months of therapy. This is a couple of 15 minute sessions, and you're good. True freedom requires less treatments than the competitors. The root of the problem is. Fixed with the soft wave acoustic wave therapy. And again, I stress, no pills, no needles, no surgery. Find out more about it because, guys, you don't need to live like this. This is treatable. Why wouldn't you take advantage of this? Go to TrueFreedomTherapy.com. Get your free consultation with Josh. He's going to tell you all about it. I just gave you the appetizer. TrueFreedomTherapy.com. TrueFreedomTherapy.com. I have gotten the treatment, and it works. And I swear by it. True Freedom Therapy. TrueFreedomTherapy.com. When we return, the coolest moment of the week. And Coquel, I'm allowing him out of the goodness of my heart to take an angle that he has been workshopping all weekend with the NBA. I'm going to give him an opportunity. Coquel, it'll be Chris Coquel Live, a 45-second edition when we come back. He's Coquel. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. It's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Here's Ken and Coquel. My life be like... Wow. 
What was the coolest moment of the week? I think a number of you might be able to guess it. We're going to give it to you, our EDS air conditioning coolest moment of the week in mere moments here on Ken Levick Alive featuring Coquel. If you miss the podcast, well, or miss the show, we've got the podcast for you. That's a better way to put it. And this podcast, we're giving, to you, giving this to you in, in little bits and pieces. So if you miss any part of the show, you can reference back to that individual part and we have it for you every single day after we conclude at 1 o'clock. We also have a full show for those of you who like to digest larger plates. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, Coquel. Yeah. There's nothing dainty about Coquel. Like, he's taken, he, he's he's the man of the main course. Is that a good way to put it? Sure. Okay. I, I, that, I actually, know, I, that sounded very disrespectful, actually. I apologize for that. It wasn't very nice. Yeah, I'm sorry fat, about that. But whatever. Uh, Ken Levick Alive featuring Coquel Podcast. Wherever you get your favorite podcast, subscribe to it, rate it, get it right to your phone or tablet every day. We're here at noon on ESPN 106.3. Okay. Uh, the EDS air conditioning coolest moment of the week, and we're going to go back to Saturday night. Epic Game 7. The Bucks and the Nets. At Barclays, let's get right into our EDS coolest moment of the week. Time now for the coolest moment of the week. Cool. Cool, yeah. The coolest moment of the week is brought to you by EDS Air Conditioning. All right, the Nets look to inbound. Jeff Green gets it into Durant. Here is Durant moving on Tucker. He turns, he shoots. Yes! With one second remaining. One second left. Durant hits a three. Kevin Durant is just ridiculous. And I know the Nets lose game seven at home to the Bucks in an overtime where both teams were clearly exhausted, had absolutely nothing left. But KD came three inches, three centimeters rather, from ending the Bucks season with a contested turnaround jumper with one second left in regulation. KD does it all. What a spectacular postseason for him coming off of an Achilles and nearly pulling the net single-handedly into the Eastern Conference Finals. Kevin Durant and his fourth quarter heroic jumper. That is the EDS air conditioning coolest moment of the week. But the Bucks do move on so many things to unpack about that though one Kevin Durant because he wears like a size 27 shoe uh if he's like a half size smaller with a shoe and he said in the post game he blamed it on his big ass feet like that was his quote my big ass foot kept me from ending their season he likes his he doesn't like tight shoes so he actually wears a shoe that's a half a size too big yep and that was probably the difference there that's, that's why that's why they lost. I mean, just shoe. think about that. Just think about that. And he thought it was a three at first. And uh he that, thought that, the game was over. That and then when he saw the replay, he made the smile and the scowl. Yeah. Oh. I mean, it's just so good. It was such a good shot. Though. Everything about that was so good. And I know he airballed a similar shot then at the end of overtime, but it was online. Like that shot was online, but he was exhausted. He can absolutely get a pass uh in that spot. Good on the Bucks. Like I thought they were done. Um, now, 
they also are the same team, at least with some within that organization, and in particular their social media team, who wanted to disrespect the Heat for their bubble run last year. Um, after sweeping the Heat, uh, they tweeted, this ain't the bubble anymore. Like, chill out. Chill out. Because I could make the argument now that if you're going to point out the bubble with the Heat, then you need to recognize the fact that you just barely got by a Brooklyn team that had James Harden at 20% and no Kyrie Irving. Okay? Uh, that, that That's how this shit works in a fair, just world. You're going to play that game, though? Yeah, the, absolutely. You, you, ju- you just barely won. <laughs> even, barely though, even though they won. They're in. And I'm not, but I'm not going to do like the asterisk thing. But yeah, they, they, it, they do not win that series if the Nets are at full strength. The Nets are going to the NBA Finals if they are full strength, period. Like, that's just how it is. I mean, KD made a mistake. <laughs> what do you mean? Signing with the Nets. He, he should have signed with the Nets. All right. I need to I need to bring everybody back to... When did I wake up to this? Sunday morning. Sunday morning, I'm scrolling through Twitter, okay? And I'm wondering, what is what is Coquel up to? Like, what is what is Coquel doing? At Real Coach K on Twitter, since Ken hates to plug my Twitter handle. At, I'm close to 3,000. I would love to get there, Ken. I need about 100 more at Real Coach K. At Real Coach K on Twitter. There, happy? Yeah. Okay, good. So I see the following tweet from Coquel. Trying to rationalize my I bet KD wishes he chose the Knicks take for Monday's show. If anyone has an ideas of how to make that work, please tweet it to Ken Levicka or me at KLV1063. Hashtag KD. Hashtag Kevin Durant. Again, Coquel. I bet KD wishes he chose the Knicks. Yeah. So I replied, you know what? Workshop it over the weekend. Take the input that you get on Twitter. And by the way, how much input did you get on Twitter? Not many people were on this bandwagon, but that's okay. I am a man who can stand alone. But I told you, I would give you 45 seconds out of the goodness of my heart. Ken, that's all I've ever needed. 45 (laughs) seconds. I will complete this. All the way to completion, this will be done. 45 seconds. Out of the goodness of my my heart. Uh, Yeah, yes, yes, thank you. I will give you 45 seconds to tell me and tell our listeners the I bet Katie wishes he chose the Knicks angle that you want to take in light of the Nets, shorthanded Nets losing in seven to the Bucks. You want to do it? Are you ready? Because we can do it right here. I mean, of course I'm ready. It's a true thing. He does wish it. It's easy. See, okay. I can speak truth. All right. Speaking truth is my strong point. Well, why don't we why don't we give you an opportunity? Here's Coquel with his take on why KD wishes that he chose the Knicks. Three, two, one. Go. Oh, Kevin, oh, Kevin. You went to the Warriors and you got ripped, even for winning a championship. You saw that that's not the limelight you needed. You had to leave again. You had to go somewhere else because when you won a title with Steph and Draymond, they were yelling at you. Fans were yelling at you. Media people were yelling at you. So you thought you'd form another big three in Brooklyn? How'd that work out, Kevy boy? Didn't work out so good, did it, Mr. Durantula, you just lost. Everyone's laughing at you. Katie Choke trended on Twitter. You know what happens in the Mecca? You win one playoff game, and we fill the streets for you, Katie. We throw parties. We throw parades. Make it right and head on a subway over to the garden. Okay, I need to be completely honest about something. That 
far exceeded my expectations for what your KD take was going to be. Mine too, because I just made it up now, because I forgot I tweeted that at you. <laughs> long long day yesterday. Oh my God. <laughs> for Father's Day, my wife wasn't in the best mood. My son was yelling at me. My little son was pooping his pants all day. Not really the Father's Day, but I got a 75-inch TV. So I love you, baby. <laughs> Wait, good save. <laughs> Coquel, Coquel taking the angle that KD wishes he took the Knicks and went to the Knicks in free agency because you get praised for winning a playoff game. I mean, and you the know streets. what? You know what? The rationale, while pathetic, is very sound. Well done, Coquel. 45 minutes, 45 seconds well spent. <laughs> I'm not sure I could do 45 minutes with you. True freedom therapy. <laughs> <laughs> Go from 45 seconds to 45 minutes. True Freedom Therapy, truefreedomtherapy.com. But it is all coming from Kevin Durant and his shot to force overtime against the Bucks. Game 7 on Saturday night at Barclays Center, and that was the EDS Air Conditioning. Cool moment of the week. EDS Air Conditioning, family-owned and operated. Ed Sasso in charge, residential and commercial services. It is hot. It is sticky. It is gross. It is South Florida. This is the summer. And if you don't have an AC plan, well, that's just not smart. In fact, it's flat out dumb. That's why EDS is yes, because you need a plan. You need someone to go to if things go south from an air conditioning standpoint. And EDS Air Conditioning is there for you. 15 years in the business. They know the community. They are the community. And they are trying to put together appointment times if you're in a bind around your schedule, not just what they have on their docket because they know convenience is key and your life still needs to be lived. Licensed and insured at EDS Air Conditioning. They're a trained comfort specialist. That means they're elite. They specialize because when you're a trained comfort specialist, it's hard to stop a train. EDS Air Conditioning. Go to edsairconditioning.com. edsairconditioning.com. EDS is yes. Get your air conditioning plan. EDS, edsairconditioning.com. When we return here on Ken Levick Alive featuring Coquel, I'm in love. This is now a radio show that's going to be dedicated to one man on the basketball floor because I realized yesterday that I have a new NBA love, and I'll explain who it is when we come back. He's Coquel. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken LaVica. My new NBA love lives in the desert. And to me, this is the absolute best story of the NBA playoffs. I am all in on this postseason. I don't care if the big names are gone. I don't care if the big teams are done. I am completely all in. Ken Levick Alive featuring Coquel Monday edition. We had an extended weekend observing Juneteenth on Friday and Saturday. And uh, now we're back. We're full force. We're ready to go. And we're going to be busy here on ESPN 106.3 because we are your home for the NBA playoffs. To the lovely fan who decided to go on our Instagram that was upset that we put up a Juneteenth post, I love you still. I want you to know that. Yeah, but no just, hard feelings, but... Just know that yeah. on July 11th, I'm going to celebrate National Slurpee Day and every other holiday that comes up that I feel like celebrating on there, so <laughs> go somewhere. <laughs> like, I don't care. I'm going to put up every holiday now. Yep. Every single yeah. holiday will be on there. You can get your own Instagram account and celebrate whatever holiday you want to celebrate. Coquel, 
is going to celebrate the holidays he wants to celebrate. That's yep. only fair, right? On mine and our station account because I have the password. So <laughs> deal with it. So if you do have a problem with our social media, make sure to tweet at Real Coach K. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> uh, Ken Levick Alive featuring Coquel presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Dr. Jim Reardon, what's up? Our guy, Dr. Jim Reardon, the man in charge of the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Hoping to catch up with him in the uh, the next couple of weeks. It's summer semester now for the FAU MBA Sport Management Program on campus in Boca Raton and with remote classes. But just because it is the summer, uh, th- th- these remote classes, these carry over into the fall and into the spring. There's always an opportunity to learn remotely. So for those who might be out of the state of Florida or those with kids who can't get to Boca Raton uh, for the courses in the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, you have a career already and you want to transition into sports, it's okay because you can take remote courses with the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. The biggest names in the sports industry come speak to students at the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Those who are working in the industry are adjunct professors in the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. And once you get your MBA in sport management at Florida Atlantic, that is your path to the wide-ranging sports industry. 21 years of doing it. Dr. Jim Reardon in the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Find out more fall semester class sign up right now at fau.edu slash mba sport fau.edu slash mba sport all right i've got to say it i love devin booker i am so all in on that guy unlike anyone i think that i have fully thrown myself into uh in the nba in uh, the last couple of seasons i used to rip devin booker i thought he was just a complete one-dimensional, wants-to-just-pour-in-buckets type of player. I didn't think much of him at all. But it's also because he didn't really have anybody coaching him well, and he didn't have anybody around him. James Jones, former Heat culture, he constructed a roster that has maximized Devin Booker, got Devin Booker a coach who gets it. Monty Williams, and I know you love Tibbs, that's your guy, your Knicks guy, Coquel, but Monty Williams is the coach of the year in the NBA. I loved Monty Williams as a player. Remember, yeah. he was drafted by the Knicks. Oh, good call. You're yeah. right. Um, but Monty Williams has done such an exceptional job. But what has, with all the talk about Chris Paul, what has set the Suns apart, and this is why I think that they are a viable, possible championship team, is because Devin Booker is now an all around player. A triple double, his first playoff triple double in his first postseason, and he was brilliant. 40 points. 13 rebounds, 11 assists yesterday in the Game 1 win over the Clippers. And it's amazing. The Western Conference Finals uh, are fascinating right now because CP3 is still in his COVID protocols, uh, though he was posting TikTok videos with his kids yesterday. It looked like he was at his home in L.A., and so there's a lot of speculation now that Game 3 in L.A. is going to be the CP3 return. But you have the Clippers without Kawhi, where Paul George is now leading them, and that game yesterday was up. Fist fight, not sons and four guy fist fight, but an actual legal fist fight where you're still allowed in the arena after the fact. Uh, and Devin Booker was a magician. Whether it was running the point or playing off the ball, he didn't jack up bad threes. He has brought back the mid range game. There's been more mid range basketball in this NBA postseason than maybe the last five or six years combined. And it just warms my heart. <laughs> I absolutely love it. But then late in the game, As the Clippers are starting to inch back, they got within two. Devin Booker 
throwing brilliant passes, making the right decision, feeding DeAndre Ayton for a dunk, alley-oop on the break for a jam, completely unselfish. He did it all yesterday. That is a leader. That is a guy who is maximizing what he has, and he's an elite star. Devin Booker is an elite star, and for me, he is the best story of the postseason because he's had the biggest growth, and he's made the biggest leap, and he plays the prettiest basketball of anybody in the NBA. I love Devin Booker, and he's the story of the playoffs for me. And he's a good-looking cat. He is a great-looking guy. He, Absolutely. The other thing crazy about Devin Booker is that he didn't start in college. I know. He averaged 10 points a game in college. Like he came off the bench for that that Kentucky team. I know. I know. Now, they were loaded. Yeah. So that's part of the thing. They had thing. all their players because it was like the one yeah. time that people didn't leave Kentucky for the draft. But for me, that is that is the best story of the playoffs. What What is the best story of the NBA playoffs for you? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And so I know we're going to get from uh, – uh, a lot of the pundits, and there's going to be a lot of stories written about how poor the TV ratings are going to be, especially in the East, because you have Milwaukee and Atlanta. We're not talking about two household franchises, but I'm pumped for that series. And the Hawks are appointment viewing. Like You've got Giannis. That'll be a little bit of a draw. But that Milwaukee TV market, the NBA's not thrilled. But I don't think it matters. I'm sick Why of hearing the TV rating care? argument. I know. And, and it, I, I know, too, that you're going to hear a lot about it from uh, uh, Outpunt the Formation. He's going to talk a lot, about, uh, a, a lot about TV ratings and the woke NBA. But if you, for whatever reason, for, are, are skipping out on the NBA playoffs because either A... You don't like the social messages or you don't like the teams or the stars still left. That's on you. You are missing out on the best postseason basketball we have seen in several years because it's the changing of the guard. We're seeing the changing of the guard and it's awesome. We also had two game sevens back to back that went down. Amazing. Yeah, that went down to the end of the game, one in overtime. Yeah. Like if you but if you can't love Devin Booker, if you can't love the Suns, if you can't love the Bucks with PJ Tucker going at Kevin Durant, if you can't love Kevin Durant's heroics, if you can't love Durant's Trey mom Young, going at PJ Tucker. Yeah, like how good is that stuff? But if you can't appreciate that, then don't watch sports. Ooh, ooh, my turn. John Collins and his T-shirt. John Collins, okay. Cardinal Newman alum. Oh, my. He he has just elevated himself. Like, I always talk about the locals, and I usually stick to football guys. Mm-hmm. But now I think I'm all in on John Collins. John Collins with the petty fashion statement of the NBA season. So, in game six, he posterized Joel Embiid. He dunked on him on an alley-oop. The Cardinal Newman grad dunked on Joel Embiid. Like, on his face. On his face while having him in a sleeper hold. I've legit never seen anything like that before. So that image of John Collins dunking on Joel Embiid's head, literally dunking on his head, and having Embiid in a sleeper hold while he does it, he had that image emblazoned on a t-shirt, and he wore that to the post-game Game Game 7 press conference last night. Sunglasses on, looking smug. John Collins is a badass. Following that 5-6-1 attitude, so taking it with good. him. I got that team between him and Trey Young chirping and just the bench and even Gallo brings some chirp sneakily. He's a, he's a talker too, but he does it like looking away from players. So he's uh-huh. always doing it running down the court doing his talking. And then there's Red Velvet. Kevin Herter, baby. 27 points last night. Who knew Andy Dalton could do that? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. uh, Kevin Herter is already a better sports ginger than Andy Dalton is. But 
the Hawks are super fun. The Suns are super fun. I love Devin Booker. I am in love. I I will fight that Kardashian for Devin Booker. Okay. Which Kardashian is he with? Uh, he's not with Kylie Jenner anymore, is he? I thought he was. I don't know. Yeah, I think. I don't he, know why find out five to six with Evan Cohen and Jeanette Javier. She'll, I just know it's it's a Jeanette will know it's a Jenner Kardashian. Like he's still with that that woman. Um, but it is it's just great theater. And I guess John Collins wearing that shirt, that is up there as one of the, the best moments of the postseason. But what are your, your favorite moments of this NBA postseason? And I'm telling you, this is my plea to you. If you haven't watched enough of it, do it. These are really good conference finals. The Hawks are going to battle. They're going to grind. Trey Young is a star. The Bucks. They're going to try and overpower the Hawks. The Suns are the most aesthetically pleasing team in the NBA. And then the Clippers with Paul George trying to do hero things. It's just good stuff. And once CP3 returns, you can make an argument that a full-strength Suns team is the NBA championship favorite. Like They're, they're just so good. But what is your best story from the postseason? 888-760-3776. 888 888- Seven six zero three seven seven six. Do you think Buck fans are worried about John Collins getting in Giannis's head? Because he was an all, all he was of in the head. heads. Yeah, all yeah, all of them. He was fighting with Simmons too. He was in everyone's head. He's taking on that Rodman persona, but with an ability to score. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I have to be worried about that. I agree. Though, what I would feel better about if I'm a Bucks fan is the fact that Giannis and we we criticized Giannis last week for saying he's trying to do way too much. He's trying to prove that he's an all around player. And you know what he did in Game Six and Seven? Oh, he great. just said, "I'm going to go dominate you from inside of five feet." He in in Game Six and Game Seven just stayed solely in the paint and did Giannis things. Got to the free throw line. Airballed a free throw, took 15 seconds to shoot a free throw, but also was just a force, a massive force, and that's where Giannis should live, is in the paint, underneath the rim, all the time. And that is how the Bucks moved on, and that is how they beat the Nets. Oh, real quick, uh, about this as well, since we're on the topic of NBA. So as we uh, got off the air on Thursday, all hell had started to break loose earlier in the day, and then late Thursday and during the day Friday, the rest of hell broke loose mm-hmm. in the NBA. So now you have Coaches coaching firing. openings in Portland, Boston, New Orleans, Dallas, and Washington. So I pose this to you, Coquel. What if you were anybody who had any sort of NBA coaching acumen whatsoever and your Port St. Lucie YMCA doesn't count, but I'm just letting you live a hypothetical right here. If you could have Portland where you've got Dame, Okay. Okay. Or right. Boston, where you've got Jason Tatum. Or you've got New Orleans, where you inherit Zion. Or you go to Dallas to take on Luka. Or you've got Beal and Russ in Washington. Of those five jobs, which one are you saying, I want that one? That one works for me. I have a question with all of them, okay. ex- except for Portland. Okay. So that's kind of what's doing. Because, uh, you know, you go to D.C., you worry about Russ's age, Beal's health. Like, there is concerns there. Sure. So that's out. Dallas, Luca scares me a little bit. I feel like he listens to people that are, aren't in the organization. Well, the, it feels like he has that kind of It sort of, of feels background. like that's why Carlisle left, because him and Luca were clashing. Like, it just wasn't working. So that that worries me there, right? So you don't want to deal with the diva-ish, diva-ish behavior, even though he's exceptional. I just don't want players that are trying to run the organization. That's huh. that's Or they're players whose families are trying to run the organization. You saw that with Porzingis, who's also sure. in Dallas. His brother was 
supposedly the biggest headache out of the whole, the whole situation. Then you go to Zion. Zion. Zion, and I'm not being a Knicks fan here, he clearly wants to go to New York. I think he's made it pretty clear that he wants out of New Orleans. His family you came out. You are sort out. of saying that as a Knicks fan. No, because his family came out now and said he wants out too. They put that out there in their back channels, and we saw when he got asked if he wanted to play in New York, and you heard before the draft he was hoping the Knicks were drafting him. So even if it's not New York, he clearly doesn't want to stay where he's at. Mm-hmm. So he oh yeah, me. That, there's no doubt he wants out of New Orleans. And so then he get, it brings you to Dame, right? And Boston, I don't like that city. All right, so then you go to Dame, right? I just don't want to go to the city of Boston. So they're out. By Dame. the way, you saw the substantiated report that uh, the stomping uh, Kyrie stomping on the Boston logo. It did send up quote red flags about the team's will. So. The Danny Ainge, like, walking Ugh. into the locker room and MFing them because they didn't react to that, that was not an accurate story, but the athletic reporting that there were, quote, red flags. Could you imagine that. being an adult and all NBA All-Star <laughs> and someone comes up to you because you're mad that someone didn't step that someone stepped on a picture? You didn't go shove him down to the floor because a fake leprechaun got his face stepped on? Not even, it's not like... Kyrie came out, drained the three at the buzzer, and started yeah. stop. It was before the game. He like quietly walked up and stepped on it and walked out. Like, that Celtics organization here. just doesn't have a good feel to it, and I don't trust yeah. Brad Stevens in the front office doing something he has no idea what and he's doing. You don't always want. I, I I'm surprised Spo has lasted so long because to have a coach who used to coach the team be your boss is a tough situation, especially if he's young. Just ask yeah. Stan Van Gundy. You know what I mean? Like, you can do well, and then that's, you can get well, booted back out. That's where, where we were discussing earlier. Heat culture does it, – is it a little overhyped? Yes. But is it a thing? Yes. Because there is a loyalty between Pat Riley and Eric Spolstra, which is why Spolstra it, it thrives, is still around, and thrives. He even also, when things don't go he also booted out Stan and took over the job to win the championship. Right. Well, so, I mean, seen, there's that. But we've seen what's happened to Stan since. I mean, he yeah. went to the finals with the Magic, but since then, it's been a little bit rough for old Stan. SVG, just head over to Metal Arc <laughs> and, and just hang out with He's well guys. on his way. So it sounds like, though. Portland, though. I, you your star Portland. wants to be there. You just have to figure out a way to get guys there with him. So that's the thing. And the fans love the team, so I, that's where I'd want to be. I'd want to go to Portland. It's like we've said so many times. You need a perimeter player, someone who can do work on the perimeter. And it's why the 76ers are going to continue to fail because they don't have that guy and their best player is camped out underneath. And it's why sometimes the Bucks struggle, but why Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton are so important. It's why the sunshine of your life, Devin Booker, is so important. Exactly. Luca. I take on the headache, an elite player, that's going to happen. He's that good, but he's a hothead. You need to make sure that he buys into your system. Dame's going to be the one. I'm a little scared of Luca's brother. <laughs> like for personal reasons. Yeah, he looks yeah. scary. But, but Damian Lillard, he's going to pick the Trailblazers' next head coach. But you're right, he wants to be there. He wants to be in that organization, and you feel like you could work with him, and you know that you're going to have a guy that you can depend on late. Like, that's significant. And he has his Robin. He's got McCullum. Like, he's got another player there. He just needs a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. And they do love each other. You're right. Those two, like, legitimately love playing together with one another. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I tend to lean towards Portland is the most tenable situation of all those coaches' openings. Though, Luka is probably the most transcendent player. But you just wonder. Because, again, he seems headachey. He seems a little headachey. Also, it's Dame can clearly distribute the ball. He has no problem passing the ball. Luca's very hard and rockets like. I'm telling you, if you look break down the numbers, he's a volume shooter. Yeah. Oh, he absolutely is. Uh, you know what is not a headache is going to Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach, because if you're looking for an automobile, they are going to do what they 
need to do to get you in a car. Do what's best for you to get you in a car. I drive a Kia K5 GT from Greenway Kia West Palm Beach, and it was an exceptional experience where they said, Ken, what do we need to do? What do we need to do to make this happen? And I said, well, I've got these constraints financially. I need something that I can drive my kids to dance class in. And they said, all right, we can make this work, and we've got a great car for you. And I love that Kia K5 GT, unlike any car that I have ever driven. And it's all thanks to Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. What am I talking about when I say they're going to do what they can to put you in an automobile? I'm talking about the credit clinic at Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. They have bank representatives on site. So even if you're worried about your credit, even if you are cash-strapped, They are going to try and make this work for you because they understand you need an automobile. Here in South Florida, you need a car to drive. You can't depend on public transportation. You need to get to and from with your family for work, for leisure. And Greenway Kia West Palm Beach understands that because they are you. They understand, hey, this is our reality. Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. You're not going to go wrong with them. In West Palm Beach, off Military Trail, just a bit south of PBI. That's Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. Go to GreenwayKiaWestPalmBeach.com. GreenwayKiaWestPalmBeach.com. And have the carbine experience I did, which is a pleasure. Greenway Kia West Palm Beach.com. Joe is in Jupiter. Joe, you're on Ken Levick Alive. What's going on, Joe? Hey, uh, I'll be quick. Uh, first of all, I... I Sally, do agree the Cowboys are uh, overhyped. Way up there yeah. as far as as far as overhyped. I was thinking about you when uh, when when that text came, yeah. or that tweet came through. Yeah, I was busy. I couldn't call, but I was listening. So yeah, I agree with that. And then on the coaching opening, not only I don't I don't see how there's any question. It, not just because I'm a Mavericks fan, but you, I mean, Luca's 22. You you got a superstar yeah. for the next ten or so years as long as we can keep him there. But not only Luca. I think it'd be great to work under Mark Cuban. He's just from everything I've sure, heard. That's true. Listen to him talk on the radio. I mean, he's he's just phenomenal. He's so he's just a nice dude, and he's smart. He's, he's loyal. He's, he's loyal to a people. fault at times. I feel like. I mean, you've got two well, two yeah. owners in Dallas sports that are loyal to a fault: uh, Jerry Jones and Mark <laughs> Cuban. Like they just are. Which yeah. you would think, though, those guys have all the money in the world. They are endlessly wealthy, endless power, and those guys are loyal, though. But I. I think, and Coquel, I think, is speaking about, and I'm speaking about in Portland, like, I don't, I don't like butting heads. I don't like confrontation. And I think Luca is so great that inherently confrontation would come with coaching him. So that's why I think Portland, I would feel more comfortable in the hypothetical to take over that job. But any NBA coach, any good NBA coach worth a damn understands that when you have an elite transcendent player, you know that you're going to butt heads, and you're fine with that. And that's why I think mm-hmm. that NBA coaches, that Mavericks job is going to be the most sought after of the five that we mentioned. I, I would agree. It's still early. He's 22. He, I mean, he, you know, we don't know that he's going to butt heads, but they're going to, whatever coach comes here, they're going to know that going in. So, I mean, it, it's going to take someone strong and, you know, willing to um, sacrifice a little bit to get everything that Luca could offer. Yeah, so. well, well said. Absolutely. And it was just time. I mean, after you've been with an organization, an NBA head coaching uh, life expectancy is low. It is low. So what Carlisle did to be in that job, double-digit years like he was, win a championship, that's rare. And sometimes it's just time for a philosophical change. It's also sometimes hard to go back to the same well of motivational things in the same organization. If it's not only, yeah, you may be getting new players, but then the assistant coaches are probably like, oh, I've heard this story before. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or I've heard this routine, or we've tried that before. It's just 
sometimes first well, start's good. This is also the why Eric Spolster has lasted as long as he has is because he he is a good NBA coach, and I know this because he adapts to personalities and the personnel and can relate with them. They know when they come in that he's going to push them, but he also knows the right buttons to push, which is why you're able to finally get Jimmy Butler into a consistent spot. It's why you can go through some lean years and then come up with a roster like they had last year and go to the NBA Finals. I'd rather have that, the heat culture. Again, even if it's overhyped at times, I'd rather have the heat culture than I would the Sixers with the process where you're in the postseason every year, but you're a second-round exit every year, and there's clear locker room issues, it sounds like, between Doc's comments last night on Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid's comments last night on Ben Simmons. There are some problems there. Oh, poor Ben. He's getting it everywhere. Shaq taking shots. Everyone taking shots at Ben. Do we have time to hear the Shaq, or do we need to get out of here? We can listen to it, but you have 15 seconds to react after. Okay, here is Shaq on Ben Simmons last night inside the NBA on TNT. If I play game one and two, and I know I'm not helping my team out, what you think I'm going to do in game three? Don't take you seven games to realize that. I don't want to hear that, man. I'm not going with that. So what what, what should he have said tonight? You can't say, it don't take seven games for you to know you are not playing right. Get right. You're not getting double teamed. Get right. Be aggressive. That's all I want. Just be aggressive. I don't want to hear all that. Stop that. Cut it out. The Atlanta Hawks knocking off the Philadelphia 76ers. He was in my locker room. I would have knocked his ass out. (laughs) (laughs) I would have knocked his ass out, say Shaq. He then then went on to say he would have punched him in the face. (laughs) Wow. Well, that, that is that is Shaq analysis on Ben Simmons, but it does seem like there's Sixers problems in that locker room. Yeah, speaking of post-game punches in the face, Ken, we got a post-show meeting to get to. Are you going to punch me in the face? Oh, I figured you were going to punch me. Sure, we can. Yeah. How about we right. both punch at the same time? Oh, look at this teamwork makes the dream <laughs> work, baby! He's Coquel, I'm Ken Levick. I love you, Devin Booker. We've been live on ESPN 106.3.